This week on the Pre-Real Podcast, we're joined by Mike, the CEO and founder of Growth Capital Group. So Mike has been a, an intermittent investor in real estate for most of his life. One family, two family, a deal here, a deal there. Over the last three years, they have stacked 1,100 units in the multifamily space, uh, and they did it the right way. They kept their eye on inflation rates and what was going to happen when these bridge loans came due. They were very selective in their loan product. They were very smart with rate caps. Uh, they really paid attention to the deals. If you're if you're interested in listening to a pro uh, and how they built at unbelievable scale, uh, give the show a, a listen this week. It, really a tremendous amount of value. We get in the weeds quite a bit. It's a good one. You don't want to miss it, folks. Are you ready to bring your real estate game to the next level? My name is James Prendamano. I'm the CEO and founder of Pre-Real. And over the past 25 years, I've closed over a billion dollars in transactional real estate. Each week, I'm meeting with outstanding investors, high-performing individuals, and visionaries operating in the real estate space. These are the people that are actually out there in the real estate game right now getting it done. This podcast aims at bringing anyone's game to the next level. This is the Pre-Real Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Pre-Real Podcast. We're joined today by Mike DeRosier. He is the CEO and founder of Growth Capital Group. So Mike is a multifamily syndicator, uh, focuses on what I call elbow grease properties, value-add propositions, uh, extensive background in education and asset management, acquisitions, investor relations. He's a GP in, at last count, at least, Mike, according to our research, was 13 multifamily projects through 10 syndications. 1100 units and a hundred million dollars in assets under management did i get did i get it close very close yep well congrats first of all on uh we were talking offline on the the fairly new addition to the family god bless thank you and uh man that's a heck of a portfolio that you've put together and you know the listeners in the audience it's a pretty wide audience we have some really seasoned investors a lot of mindset folks, um, but we also have people that are looking to make the transition, folks that are looking to step out of um, their current path, if you will, and pursue this life of, as the the TikTok investors say, this life of freedom. I'm, I'm still looking for that part, but um, looking to get into the game. So I think it's interesting if we can kind of always go back a little bit with the guests and talk a little about your background and how you ended up in the real estate game, if you will. Sure. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. So, um, you know, I've been, been around a long time and I've been in the, I've been an entrepreneur for quite a long time. I've been in multiple businesses, mostly in the marketing uh, sales kind of type of businesses, but uh, it's include, including the, you know, the food industry, the, uh, uh, satellite industry, the limousine business, car business. I've been in all kinds of businesses, but um, all along, um, and uh, you know, it's the real estate that I purchased on the way. And it's interesting because I remember I was probably 18 years old, 19 years old, and, and rented my first office uh, for my business. I was in the, the meat business, food business. And the landlord that I was renting it to, he told me he's an older guy, probably, you know, 60s, 70s at the time and, and owned this whole building that I was rent, you know, where I was renting. And he just, and he just wanted to give me that little, uh, uh, you know, advice. And he said, he said, you know, I was an electrician for 40 years and the end of the day, you know, I, 
I just closed my doors of my business, but the real estate that I bought in those 40 years made me wealthy beyond belief. And I always remember that. And you know what? It's been so true for me. So to answer your question, it's really been that path. And I've been involved in these different businesses. They've all given me kind of good lifestyle and, you know, vacations and homes and, you know, and things. But the real estate investments that I purchased along the way with the money from that is at the end of the day was really what created the major wealth for me. And uh, so I've always, always had rentals of one type or another, mostly all single family. Uh, I got only got into the multifamily space just a few years ago and got lured in through, you know, some of these education systems as many do. But for me, it turned the light on super fast because I'd already been involved in real estate. Uh, I knew the potential. Uh, I have other friends that are involved in multifamily, but you know, you look at these large buildings of, you know, 100 units or 200 unit complex, it might be 10 or $20 million. And, you know, initially, you just don't think that's something you can be part of, right? It's just too much money, right? It's just too much money. But um, after kind of learning the syndication process, and, you know, bringing in, you know, the ability to raise capital, bring in investors to help help with that, and how that's all positioned, where you're not going out and asking for money, you're not asking to borrow money or anybody to, you know, uh, you know, just to give you money, you're basically giving an opportunity for them to come in and ride the ride with you. And positioning it that way makes it a whole different, uh, just a game changer. So anyway, getting, uh, following that path, uh, learning, you know, through the education of the process and, you know, accurate underwriting and how to raise capital and how to position yourself and, you know, legally raise capital, you know, as in a syndication, all started coming together and I was uh, able to, to do that. And so I got into kind of my first, first property I actually bought on my own uh, in Las Vegas. I live in California and that was another kind of aha moment in this education is like, how do you buy out of state? How do you really buy something that you're not really, you can't run to in a, in an hour, you know? And uh, so I bought in Las Vegas, kind of testing those waters out, realized that was not very hard at all. Um, got invited to participate in somebody else's uh, syndication as a capital raiser to come in on the GP side and uh, was able to do that through a little of my own money in as well as raising some, some capital, not a whole lot, but you know, it kind of got that ball rolling. And also with my uh, business experience, I was able to help that syndication team, that operators uh, in other ways, you know, just as far as systems and processes and how things were, uh, you know, going because they were growing uh, very fast. So they really liked that. And then they just kind of kept inviting me into more and more deals. And I started bringing more and more to the table uh, as a partner. And then I got invited, you know, met some other operators. I came into a 426-unit property in Kansas City and, you know, raised a little over a million dollars for that property. And, um, yeah, so it just kind of grew and grew. And I just, I enjoy it. Could you give us a little bit of detail on uh, a few pointers for those that are out there looking to take this step up in class? Try and give me some specifics. Like, what are things folks should be doing now if they want to try and make that step? Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, you know, education is really the key here because this is a business that you really can't fake it until you make it. I mean, you know, you can if you're buying your own property, you know, single family and, you know, maybe even doing it with, you know, your mom and dad's money or something. But if you're really, really raising capital from investors and bringing, you know, money in, especially in these large properties, you got to know what you're doing or you have to have a team that knows what they're doing. So if you're not, you know, the, the, uh, the smartest thing to do is to partner up with somebody who is, and then you, you are, you know, it's like, I tell, uh, you know, I, I bring in partners all the time. I partner almost I, I'm pretty much on all of my properties, right. One way or another. And this is a team sport, you know, to really, nobody takes these large properties down by themselves. They can't. And if you did, I mean, they could, but you know, if you took even a 20 unit or 50 unit, I mean, it's going to consume your life, right. For, forever right five five years or however long you're running this but when you have a good team around you and some really part some partners that are that are educated in these uh you know a great underwriter and a great you know uh person to handle financing and you know to handle the the operations and the asset management it happens much easier much quicker and you're able to excel much faster because you can quickly get into additional properties and keep building a portfolio because it's really easy for these people to do these jobs, right? And uh, that makes it, it really does make it a lot more fun. It, it really does. And you as an individual, no matter how much education you have in this uh, space, by surrounding yourself around these people, you know, every day and, and all, you know, on all these, you know, hundreds or thousands of Zoom calls, you know, whatever, but you're learning every single time. So it's, it's a very quick learning curve. And uh, as you said, it's um, in this business, it's also, it, it is about how you, uh, who you know, and it's about being uh, in the uh, right place at the right time, which is meaning like being around the right people that come up with these opportunities, because, you know, you're, you're, you're working with some individuals that are in the fast lane, they're doing, they're doing this, this business, they come up with deals all the time. And they're constantly putting deals together. And so they initially are going to reel in people that are kind of close in their inner circle. Um, you talked uh, about education twice. What are some specific resources? Is it uh, podcasts, books? Is it paid courses? What have you found to be the most valuable resources for folks? Where can we point them to start? Absolutely. Well, all of the above. I mean, obviously, the, the the podcast, the, um, there's a lot of free education out there for sure. And that's a great place to start. Uh, there's some paid education and that's a fast lane way to start. Um, I did do that. I, I'm not an easy sell. Believe me, when I come, I'm the guy, I'm the guy in the timeshare presentation that's got his arm closed and going, you're not selling me. There's no way, right? <laughs> that's not going to happen. And I was very leery going into that because, you know, they're the uh, they're selling the sky and the moon and, and you know, in a dream. But uh, it started to just make more and more sense. And, and I kept getting drawn into more and more and more. And I was following kind of the least expensive path going forward. Um, but eventually just bought in and got into the, the, the full uh, education and coaching and process. I came through RE Mentor, which is, uh, you know, David Lindahl. He's uh, wrote several books on the industry, been around for quite a long time. 
and they're based at the East Coast, but they're all, they're all over. And I came through their system, um, but there's and there's many out there that are just terrific. Uh, you know, they all kind of teach the same thing. Honestly, it's not this is the multifamily space and syndication is not uh, anything that's you know different. Um, but you know, maybe they teach it different ways or have different uh, you know processes through it, but. Uh, one thing I like about our mentors is their their uh, support system. They have a terrific networking uh, group. They've been because they've been around so long, so they put on many events and gives you great opportunities to meet others in the space. But uh, again, no matter how much education you have and uh, where you are in space, it's really about you applying yourself. Uh, determining what you're good at, coming up with your, you know, superpower, as they say, or where you, where you feel you can really stand out. You don't have to do it all. You don't have to be an excellent everything. You just got to be really good at something and get even better at that. And then you become valuable. And these others that aren't, you know, so good. Underwriting is an example, right? Because I use that all the time. I, I can underwrite. I can read the spreadsheets. I do Excel all the time. Uh, I understand them, but I'm not the guru on, on Excel. I'm not the guy who wants to be up at two o'clock in the morning in front of a spreadsheet, you know, calculating. But I have partners that are, right? I have partners that email me at two o'clock in the morning with, you know, hey, I got, you know, I have this and look at this. And, you know, well, I'm, I'm asleep, but, you know, I see when the email came in and, and they're the type that stay up in the front of those Excel spreadsheets all night. And that's the perfect partner you want when you're not that, right? So. And the other token, like they hate going to maybe networking events or, you know, socializing and, you know, maybe these events or something. Right. And so I really love doing that. And so together we're able to get the deal flow going. Right. And actually be able to do something with it. I have another partner who's, you know, been, was a contractor for many years and he does a lot of the asset management for us. And so he just you know, he can look at these uh, quotes, uh, he can size up a property, he can walk to a property and pretty much tell what's going to be needed for the CapEx on that property, uh, you know, all in about 20 minutes. And that's a, that's a really big help for our team as well, too, right? So it's just those kind of people or partners that, um, uh, you know, work together as, a, as, as one. It's pretty awesome. It's about finding your superpower, your gift. What are you absolutely best at? What is it that you're willing to take that responsibility for your team that you are the point person on that specific discipline and you don't have to worry about those other areas because you have counterparts and you have other people in your syndication that are absolutely experts in those areas. So uh, for me, that was particularly difficult of a mindset to break. Um, what is your superpower? What is, is your gift in these deals? Yeah, yeah, James, well, I come out of the same mold, uh, obviously, as you do. So I, I was the same, being an entrepreneur all of my life in these different businesses. I was really a, a jack of all trades, but a master of none, right? So uh, I had the ability to put things together. I had the ability to to, uh, you know, keep a business going and, and, you know, cut corners where needed, you know, cut expenses and so forth. But, uh, but yeah, never really kind of had a big master of anything. And when I got into this at first, what, the thing that I thought I was going to be uh, the strength that is, is acquisitions and being able to do broker relationships and, 
um, and, and be able to get the properties under contract. I really thought that was going to be my strength, right? Because I feel confident in that level and I still do, but I realized quickly that takes a lot more time than I expected, right? Just the broker relationships, the phone calls and, you know, the multiple calls, and then they're firing all these deals at you and you got to review them and get back. And, um, then I kind of got on, uh, I also felt strong in the capital raising side. And so I, uh, when I was able to get involved in my first deal, that obviously had to turn that pipeline on and got into that side. I really realized I really liked that a lot better. I love deal. I love dealing with the investors themselves because I feel like, um, you know, it's more of a one-on-one -on -one conversation. And, you know, I'm, I being an investor and being an entrepreneur and being in that, you know, position, you know, for many years of, you know, some businesses, did, you know, sometimes did really well and I had money, but not necessarily knowing what to do with that money and how to make money on that money. Right. I did put it into real estate, but it was in the, you know, in the single family. So I, anyway, the conversation flows for me uh, much easier and I really enjoy that. So I kind of came in more on the capital raising side, which uh, obviously you know, when you start raising capital, especially in larger amounts, you know, I've raised upwards of about 20 million at this point. And, you know, you do become the bell of the ball, right? Everybody wants, you know, you all of a sudden get Christmas, you know, cards from you know, everybody, right? Because yeah, everybody needs the money. Um, but, uh, you know, and I don't take that lightly for sure, right? I mean, I, I truly value my relationships in, in the industry for other operators and so forth, my, certainly my partners. Uh, but I really like being able to deal with the uh, the investors direct one on one. I enjoy those conversations. I enjoy meeting them. Uh, you know, it's a it's not a one off call or conversation. It's you know, it's a it's a lifetime uh, relationship that you're building with these people, and taking the responsibility of their money, which is extremely important, right? But I, uh, with my uh, jack of all trades background, you know, I, it it does give me the ability to vet other operators and vet deals um you know pretty quickly and and uh you know get a really good sense of who are good operators and who aren't and you know and that kind of thing in the business which is important as a capital raiser right because you can't raise capital for everybody you're just going to do it for you know you're going to come into deals and teams and partners and i have maybe three uh, four partner teams that i work with that i really you know trust and like and, and and do most of my business with folks are opting for quieter safer cleaner less expensive places to call home and i believe that that is going to have a continued impact at least for the rest of my professional investing career and we're betting heavily on emerging markets uh what are your thoughts on on that statement and beyond of course you know what are your insights on these emerging markets yeah i um i mean i think i feel the same i think that the you know kind of whole work from home thing uh you know it's gonna i there'll be a lot that to go back for sure and some you know are already kind of proving that of course there's a lot of kickback and you know and fight <laughs> from that from the employee st uh, status but there's certain businesses that certainly can and don't you know can can they've learned now that they can efficiently have people working from home and you know that's you know the the water cooler talk that goes on in the offices uh, ends up being just really a lot of wasted time 
and certainly the commuting time to to and from so on so i think you can have much happier employees and and really be uh, way more efficient with your time if you you know if you're working from home if you have that uh, that mindset for sure so i do see that the emerging markets are something i always keep the, uh, the the pulse on and and looking for where that growth is happening because that's where we like to invest. Um, it doesn't guarantee success, but it certainly puts a feather in your cap and and it makes it a better uh, you know likelihood of, of success in that market. Um, yeah, so we're you know it's it's the jobs, it's the uh, you know the job growth. Also, we do follow because. Uh, you know, companies, when companies move into markets, they always bring jobs, you know, following with that. And they're usually, uh, you know, higher paid jobs. So um, we keep an eye on that, you know, kind of population growth. Some of the markets that maybe have overinflated from COVID and from the work at home, uh, you know, I stay a little leery about, to be honest with you. I mean, I think some of that can soften, um, you know, and they've, they've blown up pretty quickly in, in you know, this recent uh, couple of years to three years here. So can it maintain that without the actual jobs being there? <clears throat> you know, I don't know. I'm kind of a little skeptical of it myself. What are the opportunities? How do you get those either off market or upside deals because they become more and more challenging to get your hands on as more and more investors enter the market? Um, what does that process look like? How how are you do how are you penetrating these new markets? Yes, I mean you have to emerge yourself into the markets. You've uh, you know it's, it can start with a lot of free data that's on that is online. You know citydata.com uh, or city uh, city-data.com is a terrific website for anybody who hasn't seen that. That pulls up pretty much every metro in the country. And you can type in small and larger, uh, large and smaller cities. Uh, it brings a tremendous, I mean, pages, uh, I don't know, 20, 30, 40 pages of, of information on that city. Everything from crime rate to population growth to job growth to, uh, you know, demographics of the city and income, you know, uh, and so forth. So there, there's a lot of information. But with that said, it's also a little older information. It it's not current uh, to this year. It's usually only current to maybe a year or two ago and but it gives you a good guide um I'll, and then when you're uh uh and you know when and then yeah if, uh, going to the pro to those uh markets you have to spend some time there you do need to travel uh getting to know the brokers is really key and anybody that's in the business on boots on the ground there I and mean, the brokers are a tremendous amount of information right if you're no matter where you are if you're uh, you know, looking at uh, Oklahoma or, you know, uh, Tulsa or something. I mean, if you get in a conversation with a, an experienced broker in that market, they really can tell you almost everything. They know. They know it down to the, you know, like what happened last week, right, in the market. They're, they uh, they have their, their feelers uh, completely on the market there, and they can tell you cap rates. They can tell you what, what areas of town are, are growing, what areas aren't new companies that are moving in, where the, the path of progress is, where the, uh, you know, they're building the new, you know, downtown or the economic development is, economic development department is doing this or doing that, or, you know, 
And so they can fill you in, they can be a big resource. So can title companies, so can, um, you know, escrow, um, you know, any escrow people, the title reps, if you can get connection with a title rep at a title company, you know, there, the title reps are, I learned that uh, quite, quite a long time ago, that, you know, these title reps, their jobs, they're kind of like the cheerleaders for the title company, right? But they, they run around all day, every day, servicing the realtors, and they're trying to get, you know, brokers to do business with them. Right. But they they know exactly what's going on because they actually a lot of times they'll actually even, you know, with transactions, they'll bring, you know, uh, you know, the information or, or pick up stuff and deliver it for them. I mean, they do all kinds of things. So they really do have a kind of a, a, a good contact. They can also provide lists, by the way, a little uh, anybody looking for a particular market, if you find a market, I mean, the direct mail. Uh, is something that's effective in this kind of economy. When we start to see this type of shift happening, it can be very effective. Title reps can pull lists for you of um, all the you know, multifamily uh, business owners in a particular market, and they can dial it down to even like, you know, big thing going on now, right? Is these bridge loans, these, uh, a lot of owners that got into these bridge loans and the rates are going up, right? And, and they have they only have a certain amount of time where they got a refi, which could be coming up, you know, this year, next year, not uh, not in the, this year, next year, but um, uh, and they can pull a list of all the owners in a certain uh, size or in a certain area that have bridge loans and have bridge loans coming coming due. They have that kind of information. So, guys, which, that's gold. What Mike right. is telling you right now is utter and absolute gold. Yeah. So you, you've stacked a lot of assets over the last three years, you know, a lot of assets. Um, what has your philosophy been in acquiring those assets? Were you going longer with your debt? Yes. Um, I mean, the obviously the bridge loans are not making any sense anymore. Um, and the rates are just inc you know, incredibly high. And uh, fortunately, on our properties, we did get some bridge loans, but we were always pretty uh, proactive on purchasing the rate caps, which has turned to be, uh, you know, an amazing blessing. I mean, it's we have properties that had uh, a ten thousand dollar a month interest only payment that are now approaching thirty thousand dollars a month interest only, right? But we have these rate caps that are paying us back, you know, fifteen thousand dollars of that. And we'll continue to do so, you know, so that that puts us in a, you know, in a, it's still, you know, it's still increasing our, our costs with that, but it, it uh, ensures our, uh, you know, that it can't go up any further. But uh, the long term debt is, um, you know, we, I, I see the, I see interest rates and in continuing to climb. I think it'll slow down. It'll be it'll be smaller increases next year, and then hopefully we're thinking the outlook is maybe 2024, where we'll start to see some you know some dec decline. So um, long term debt with uh, the ability to be able to get out of that debt in at least you know like a three year time frame, right? Because that's the downside is if you lock in a a long term debt at a high interest rate. And then to try to get out of that loan, and you have these uh, step downs or prepayment penalties, then you know they can be harsh. It can be, 
it could be a million dollars prepayment penalty to get out of a loan too early, right? So uh, you're either stuck paying this higher interest rate or you have to pay that uh, that, that uh, prepayment penalty. Do you think that the next 12 to 24 months are great times to buy, great times to sell? What are your, what are your, the magic ball, what's it telling you? Yeah, I mean, it's both depending on, again, the kind of loan, you know, if you're into a, um, you know, high, uh, a high interest loan, it's a great time to sell for sure. Uh, I do think that it's a great time to buy. No question about that. Um, you know, how, uh, I don't, I don't know that we've hit, you know, bottom here on what we're doing. I don't, I agree with you where I don't see a major crash here, but we are going to see some softening and raising of cap rates and, and some, you know, lowering, uh, so there's a lot of sellers out there, but they haven't quite, uh, you know, come to grasp with lowering their prices. Uh, I think as we go into next year, we may see that and there'll be some terrific buying opportunities. Um, the key is, you know, keep your pencil sharp and keep your, your uh, education sharp and, you know, make sure you keep your relationship sharp because when it does happen, it can happen quick and you have to be able to uh, act quick on the properties, right? Because um, there'll be others that will, will, do, will take it ahead of you. So if you, you have to be ready and, and uh, you know, keep your capital together, keep your investors together, keep your underwriting sharp um, and keep updated, uh, up to date on the markets. Now, more great advice, folks, from someone who's in market just smashing right now. Mike, what's the best way for folks to reach out to you? Uh, my website is uh, Grow Cap Today, Grow Cap Today. And for, uh, I have a lot of information on there as well, too. There's some, you know, downloadable eBooks and connect with me on my, uh, with my investor club. And we send out newsletters, uh, you know, information about the, the market and, and what's going on. And you also have an ability to schedule a call with me direct uh, from the site as well. Well, I really appreciate the time, the the candor and the sharing of your expertise and insights. You really gave the audience some great, great points to consider as they continue or embark on this journey. Mike, thank you so much. Thank you, James. Pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Oh, pleasure was mine. Best, best of luck. As always, everybody, please stay safe. Thank you.